Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone, so I'm not even going to lie. This is literally my seventh take recording <laughs> this part of the episode because I'm just so excited slash flabbergasted every word in the dictionary right now because of how proud I am of the intro that was made for Cafecito con Estrellita. Like, I don't know, I feel like it truly fits in with the type of person I am. And the voice actress that actually helped me create this project, she also gave it a little bit of the Jane the Virgin vibes. If you haven't watched that show, it's on Netflix. Highly recommend. And basically, before each episode before anything starts actually for those episodes there's a narrator that introduces the show and what's pretty much going to go down and I had that happen and I'm just so excited now the two people that actually helped me with this project they are from the Dominican Republic which is so awesome because not only do I have a pretty like I'm sorry, I just keep up talking my intro, but I'm just so in love with it, everyone. But not only do I have a pretty kick-ass intro, but also it was made by some really awesome Latinos, which, come on, how more awesome can it get? Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and say their Instagram handles, but I'll also be um, putting down their like information on the show notes down below so you can like look them up. But their Instagram platforms are Olivo. Nicolas, I don't know if I said that right, and that's why I'm going to put it in the show notes down below because I'm so bad and I butcher almost anybody's name, and the voice actress, her name is actually Patti Polanco, once again, Patti Polanco, and I'm going to insert their Instagram handles and a link to the website fever.com, once again, fever is spelled F I. B, as in vampire, E-R-R dot com. And that's basically a platform for any entrepreneur who is just looking to make some extra cash. And it can be anything from like editing and creating like awesome intros like this podcast or something like, let's say you want to get a paper edited for school. You can just look on Fever and you have like a really high chance of finding someone paying a small fee and they look over your paper and well you win with an A they win with more some with more work recognition so i think that's pretty great now let's kick it off with today's fact of the day so something pretty awesome is once again latino specifically a guatemalan professor of computer science luis von an in the 2000s invented capacha codes. Now, if you don't know what that means, bear with me because I didn't even know until I researched it. But basically what capacha means is completely automated public tuning tests to tell computers and humans apart. Now, if you've gone on usually any website to purchase something or create something, you most likely have ran into these capacha codes. And Honestly, I'm really not surprised, not just because of the fact that, like, Latinos, we're, we're just naturally entrepreneurs. Let's be real. Like, I mean, if you ask me growing up, I remember when I would go to Mexico and visit my rancho, like, either my parent, either my mom's or my dad's, um, 
literally in almost every corner, if there wasn't a tamal lady, there was a taco lady. If there was not a taco lady, I swear, every couple houses down, like let's say every eight houses down, there was always a little tiendita and it was run by a family and they were selling like their little goods. And it could be anything from like instant coffee, cup of noodles, sabritas. If you don't know what sabritas are, that's all right. Basically just chips. And literally, that's all you would really see in Los Ranchos. Now, for the big cities such as like Mexico City or Guadalajara, I personally don't know, but I can just imagine that there's just as many businesses because, again, like Latinos, we're just natural entrepreneurs. And I've only really visited like the rancho parts in Mexico. And then like I visited Estapa, which is like pretty much similar to Cancun. It's like a vacation destination. So whenever the time comes and I go travel to Guadalajara, probably not anytime soon because of COVID, let's be real. I'll definitely check out for those Latinx businesses. Anyways, so again, not surprised by that. And lastly, the other thing I wanted to point out too, isn't it ironic how it was a Latino that came up with Capacha codes? <laughs> and the way and the reason why I say that is because I don't know about you guys, but I remember growing up, I would have so many relatives that for their couches to make sure their couches were always safe and protected and looking nice 24-7, they had it wrapped in plastic, that extra secure thing. So mostly any Latino relative that I remember since a kid till now always did that. And then I found out a lot of my friends, their parents or tias or tios did the same thing. So it's kind of like in our roots as Latinos to want to like, make sure that all our personal belongings are securely taken care of so much like a couch. So that makes sense why a Latino, specifically Latinx, Guatemalan, created Capacha Codes because, come on, anyone wants to really make sure their, their things are properly secure. All right, everyone. So earlier this week i was talking to my mom on the phone because i don't know what it is but ever since i started this podcast whenever like i'm trying to put some thoughts together but like it's not fully there but almost there i literally will facetime my mom and sometimes she will literally have like nine facetime calls for me in like the span of an hour and it's just me saying what do you what do you think of this should I pick this what do you think and I feel like the reason why I keep gravitating towards her and I know she secretly likes it I keep gravitating towards my mother because it's like she's known me because I'm what am I saying she freaking raised me I came out of her she's seen me since before I could even talk Till now. That's why when I had told her that I was first going to start this podcast, she told me she wasn't even surprised. All she asked for was, Estrella, if you want me to listen to your podcast, I at least need to hear a funny story. It's good that you like to talk about articles, but I need a funny story. Those were literally her words because that was her saying that I'm, I may be your mom, I may love you and support you, but if you're boring me with all your articles and research stuff, I'm not going to listen. And well, I can't argue with her for that. So from her request, I'm going to be telling a story that, oh my gosh, we still laugh about to this day. So 
Just letting you all know, I'm not going to tell anyone how old I was during this time because looking back, I'm like, dang, I was, that was really embarrassing. And like, okay, so on a real note, I, I've always been a gullible person. Obviously with age, I've been able to be more mindful with that characteristic of mine. So that like, I mean, I'm still gullible, but like, I'm not as gullible as like probably a year or two ago. So, um, I guess I could give you kind of a time frame. So when I first got my first job ever, my first paycheck ever, so young teens, I was very excited. And with my first paycheck, I told my parents I wanted to buy myself a pet pot belly pig. That's what I wanted. Ever since I was young, I've always just wanted to save up my own money and purchase my own pig. Because honestly, you wouldn't think so, but potbelly pigs are really expensive. Spoiler alert, I actually have a potbelly pig, but my mom and younger sister are really awesome. And they look out for him right now, back in LA while I'm up here in the Stanislaus County studying for my grad program. So they definitely help me a lot with that. But that does not mean that I leave my piggy with nothing to eat. I send her money like every couple months when she needs it specifically for his pig food. And yes, you heard that right. Pigs have specific pig food. <laughs> Anyways, going back to my original story. So first job, first paycheck, really excited. My parents, they said, all right, they went with it. Like they didn't think I'd actually like go out of my way to really find a pig. However, I've always been the kind of person that when I set my mind on something, I always, always do it. Like, it's so rare when I don't do something. Now, again, like, little old me, my entire first paycheck just pretty much got scammed. And how it happened was I went online and... Which, okay, I don't want to say that was my first mistake because honestly, you can buy so many things online nowadays. Just obviously, like, do your research and make sure those sites are credible. But obviously, at that age, I wasn't fully aware of that. Like, I knew about it, like, you know, doing your research. But I didn't know so much about it, which is probably why I research everything till this day. Anyways, so I don't know how, I don't know if it was on Craigslist, I don't know if it was, I don't remember, but basically I ended up finding this like website that had like this business owner that was selling potbelly pigs for hella cheap. Now here's the thing, potbelly pigs originally cost, they can range from around $2,000 and up. And I know that because well now I have a potbelly pig and my parents actually gave them to me as a gift. However, at the time when I was trying to purchase my own pop belly pig at my super young age with my first paycheck, um, he was being sold for like $75. And again, my parents just like looked at me with crazy eyes. But then when they saw like how excited and like, you know, eager I was to get my little pig, they were just like, all right, let's just hope for the best. Though we don't know, but at least she'll learn if it doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, you guys. And then, oh, oh my gosh. So then time passes by and my dad, he actually even researched himself. He even got the the address, like the, sh the address where the pig was coming from, Googled it. And it was literally in the middle of nowhere. 
that address. And he was like, are you sure? But even though he showed me the picture of the pig house being in the middle of nowhere, and it wasn't even a pig house. It was just like a bland location. I was just like, no, 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 no. It has to be it. This has to be it. My pig is coming. And well, like, how could you tell a super happy, hopeful, gullible person that you're pretty much getting scammed? I felt for my mom and dad. They just saw me like the little pendeja and were like, she's going to learn one way or the other. And that's exactly what happened. So I ended up spending my entire first paycheck to this seller, supposed seller. And while I was waiting to like, you know, get the news that my pig was on the way from the plane. Again, how does that make sense? I have no idea. Anyway, so I was waiting for that. I ended up getting like an additional email from that seller or buyer saying, oh, um, so like your pig can't like get in the plane because he needs to get vaccines. So for an extra $200, we can like make sure he gets the vaccines to get to you on time. And guys, after months and months of, not months, okay. My entire young adolescence years, out of all that time I put into those years of just daydreaming for my pig, and I was just, like, refusing to accept the fact that my parents and even my little sisters were right to be skeptical skeptical about having a pig get flight in for $75. Uh, yeah. That's when I realized when I got that extra email saying I had to pay more, it like hit me where I'm like, I'm not getting my peak. And guys, I was so heartbroken. I just started to cry. I was just tearing up, <laughs> sniffling away. And I'll never forget too, when I got that email, I was actually like with my younger sister and we were sitting in the car because I forgot who was with us. Someone was with us. Maybe it was my mom or older sister. They were getting food from Carl's Jr. And me and the little one were waiting in the car. And as soon as I started crying, my sister, who was probably seven at the time, was trying to make me feel better as I looked at her with my little pathetic eyes, saying, I'm not getting my pink. Oh, my gosh. Like, it, that was definitely a day to remember. Obviously... Okay, let me tell you this. My sisters and my parents definitely give me a hard time about everything. But when it comes to, like, having my dreams crushed to that level, they don't even step into that zone. They just let me cry and wallow and then just, like, pretty much get over it. And then after time passes by, then, like, and they see that I'm actually feeling better, that's when, like, that story will become a joke. And... Yeah, I no, no, no. I was almost gonna say how old I was at the time, but I'd rather not because it is kind of embarrassing. Because that, at that age I was, I shouldn't have still been as gullible as I was. But then again, I was still a kid. What did you expect from me, everyone? All right, moving forward, everyone. Now, for this next part of the podcast segment, I did want to take some time to go ahead and like talk about a few small Latinx businesses. I know previously in my past work, like when I used to blog, not vlog, blog, B-L-O-G-G-I-N-G, 
And like when I used to like, you know, take fun photo shoots and whatnot, I've always like would mention or wear small business clothing. So I know many of you are probably familiar in that kind of like, you know, work I like to do in the sense that I like to support my community. I like to support strong-minded jefas or jefes that are literally doing what they can to not only succeed with their small business, but to also like make it as parents, as a wife, husband, working their nine to fives while studying. There, let me just tell you this, a majority of the small Latinx business owners that I've come close with and have gone to know over the past couple of months slash years, they all tend to be doing more than just their small business. And I think that's something to truly admire because we live in such a crazy society where so many things are going on. Everyone has their own things to get through, but yet these individuals that have these small businesses, even though they have so much going on, they still never forget or like let go of what they're truly working on, which a lot of the times is them like just showing all their talent and using their voice on their small Latinx platforms. I mean, small Latinx business platforms. Sorry, that was like, ooh. All right, so the first one I definitely want to recognize is Vida Cultural. Once again, Vida Cultural. Now, what I love about her clothing is the fact that, like, it has good material. I personally have not bought any shirts, but my older sister has bought, like, a couple, and she's bought a couple purses, and they're great quality, And you could just tell that all the detail is done very nicely and you wouldn't be able to find it like easily in like a local mall or outlet mall like no, specifically from a small business. Now what I have purchased from Vida Cultural are definitely huaraches. I love her huaraches. I'm a huaraches girl. If you follow my Instagram, Cafecito con Estrellita or my Twitter, you'll always most likely see me rocking wadaches. So I definitely live for those. She also recently has started selling masks because of the whole COVID-19 regulations and now social distancing being put into place again, but like in a different sense where like there's restaurants that are like supposedly closed, but yet they're completely allowing outdoor seating. I understand that because, you know, it brings in income for the business and the workers. I mean, for crying out loud, like I've openly told you guys, I am currently as like a side hustle while I wait to see what happens with my teaching job due to COVID. I work as like a waitress slash hostess at a diner here in my town. And it's like we're dining outside. And I mean, it's working out great. However, it's just like, It's definitely the social distancing is in a lot different place right now than it was before. Like before, no one would like even dare to like leave their house unless it was an essential reason. But then again, I can only talk about this in the sense of like the people I've seen in my circles. I don't know how it's been for others, but like even like myself, like I'd still go, I still go to Target like twice a week just with a mask versus when this all happened, I was only in the beginning, I was only going to Target like once a week, every two weeks. So 
things are definitely changing. And well, I recently purchased one of her masks and I'm so in love with it. It's a hot pink face mask because I love my pink and it has a green nopal on it, which, oh my gosh, like as I've become an adult, I've loved the taste of nopales. As a kid, you would never hear me say that, nor touch one, but now I live for them. So once again, you can definitely go check her out on her Instagram, Vida Cultural. You check her IG, you'll also be led to her website. And the other thing I was going to mention was, if you want to see any of these products that I'm trying to describe right now, you could also check out my first IGTV that I posted today. It was out of a spontaneous moment because, like, I was feeling inspired by, like, a lot of my girlfriends back in L.A. They were either doing a, a live or IGTV either today or they were planning it for next week. So I was like, if my awesome jefas can do it, I can do it too. So that's what inspired me. So if you want to see how that stuff is looking, go ahead and check out that latest um, IGTV. Now, the next business I definitely want to bring up is... It's like a, so I would consider it like a dual business. So it's called Yolis Tax Pro. And she has a clothing line attached to her tax company called Undia La Vez. And if you recognize that, that, um, you know, lyric, it's from Los, Los Tigres de Norte. Now, going back, so the small business woman her name is Yolanda I'm actually pretty good friends with her we've done a few workshops in the past she's truly an amazing woman and she is just so empowered and goes out of her way for each client that she helps for taxes and she's actually started since she was like in her like her mid like her emerging adulthood like almost being like 18 or older around that time frame, that's when she had started like her old taxing journey by assisting her family members and by making sure their taxes were done correctly, her parents and everything. And like every t and I remember she would tell me that every time that she would see her family members or her parents get nervous about taxes, whenever she would come in, help them out, it's like she would see a weight lift off their shoulders and it would always leave her a good feeling in her heart. Now, when I heard her tell me that, like, and this was face-to-face -face, because we had a meeting one day in her office, I could feel her authentic, her authentic self speak to me when she said that because she, let me just tell you this, she is a work mama. Like, she's a mother, she, in the sense where she has her children, she's married, she has her full-time job, and she's doing her tax business, which also is linked to her small clothing line, which is like hats and t-shirts and whatnot, and now face masks. So it's like, for her to still go out of her way for a community like that, I think it's so awesome. And earlier today, actually, when I was on her Instagram story, I believe it was around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, she went out of her way to like go to her office at that time to help individuals from the Latinx community file their taxes. Because as you know, many of us Latinos, we tend to work past five o'clock in the afternoon. If it's especially if it's like hard labor jobs such as construction, landscaping, anything like that. So after a long work week, and then sometimes we'd still be working on the weekends. It's very hard to sometimes fit appointments in during the week, like taxiing, 
or anything else like that. So Yolanda went out of her way to make sure that her clients were truly helped. And I think that is a small business owner who is worth being recognized. Lastly, the next business I'm about to mention, and don't worry, this isn't going to be my last podcast where I don't mention small businesses. I feel like I always will because I, ever since I was a little girl, I've always been someone that if I'm doing well, I want to make sure others are doing well. Now, even if I'm not doing so well, I'll do whatever I can in my power to make sure that those that I care about that are in my circle, or maybe even if they're not in my circle directly, I want to do my part to make sure you're doing better, even if I'm not. That's just always how I've been. And because that's always been so, such a crucial trait of mine, I feel like it'll always be a part of me, especially towards like individuals, like I've said, jefas, jefes that are just killing it that are just killing it in our community, doing more than just being a small business owner, doing what they can to really just make that income, make those dreams happen, and strive for what's best with passion. Those are the types of people that, like, I just, even if I may never have the biggest platform in the world, just being able to say these businesses or this person's name from me, just know it always comes from a genuine place. And I just want to make sure I keep up with that. I mean, for crying out loud, on my last episode, I still mentioned like, I think about three or four, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned like three or four small Latinx businesses on my like last week's episode. So it'll always be a part of me. So if you're one of my small business owner friends and you're listening to this, Don't think I've forgotten about you because I haven't. It's just, you know, we can only have podcast episodes for so long. So you'll definitely be recognized by me like sometime in the near future. Now, the last business I am definitely going to mention is La Glamour Lashes. Now, La Glamour Lashes is, oh my gosh, like I love their lash products. Like, let me just tell you, I am a huge eyelash falsy girl. I love placing them. Just as long as I have my eyelashes and my lipstick, I'm good. I don't I don't even need eyeliner. Obviously, I'll put on eyeliner when I need time, but lashes, they're just also always my thing. Now, I've noticed that like not too long ago, um, they've put out some earrings, they've put out eyelash glue, and they've just been booming. And honestly, it's very impressive how much Lug Glamour Lashes has grown in the past two years. Now, the reason why I'm saying two years is because one of the CEOs I actually have on LinkedIn, and we go way back, I actually went to junior high with both of the twins, so we're very familiar with each other, and in high school, we had like a similar like homework study class, so we know each other pretty like well, I would say. Anyways, so like I've just been watching these two women just grow and kick butt the way they do and not only focusing in their small business, but they're also like, you know, they're college students. One recently graduated, one of them recently graduated too. And they're just doing everything they can to like truly make it into this crazy world we live in. And I think that's definitely worth recognizing. Another thing too is that I love the fact that 
when they never, how can I say this? They never just let, sorry, I'm trying to like put the right words together. Um, they never forget to highlight the importance it is to give back to others in the sense where with everything going on with COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, Vanessa Guillen, ICE, everything, even though they are, you know, a business that showcases products to want to help help women feel more beautiful than they naturally are, they also never forget to like leave out what's going on in the world. So their feeds will have their products, will have their brand on it, but in their stories, they're constantly making sure that their customers are aware of what's going on in the world and making sure that like we know what is the best thing that we can do as a society to empower all one together. And I think that's very awesome. And I think it's very unique to find business owners that truly believe in that. And, well, if you haven't already checked them out, you definitely should. You will not be disappointed with the products, and you won't be disappointed with their daily Instagram stories. Before I officially sign off of Cafecito con Estrellita, I definitely wanted to let you all know that if by any chance on the last episode, this episode, any previous episodes... If you happen to hear any little like in the background or with some tail wagging, that is my dog, Buddy. He is the cutest little guy in the world. Well, actually, he's my Thea's dog. He's so calm, so cute, always so happy. But I swear, every time I'm recording, it's like he knows when I'm almost done. Because then he'll, like, come to the door, even though the door's closed. And then, like, the microphone will, like, pick up on it. And it's, like, I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I do what I can to make sure that, like, you don't hear it as much as possible. But at the same time, I mean, everybody loves dogs. So, you know what? Maybe next time I'll consider, like, having him sit with me while I record next week's episodes or any future episodes. I don't know. Maybe this is him just wanting to say, hey, I want to be a guest star. Let me woof, 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 woof. Maybe. You never know, honestly. Now, please don't forget to go ahead and comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. It would help me so much. Your feedback is always appreciated because, again, I am always open to new ways on how I can enhance my podcast, enhance each episode, and just like any kind of support I can get from you will always go into the podcast to then, you know, provide better content, continue trying to find ways to provide better audio, anything like that. So please continue listening and share, comment, subscribe. Just take like a minute or two out of your day and it would mean so much, everyone. All right, so I'll see you next week. Pause. Real quick, everyone. I almost forgot about the quote of the day. That's what I was missing because I was looking at, like, the time frame of this week's episode, and I was like, something's missing, and boom, 
I forgot that. And I actually do have that quote bookmarked right in front of me. So how could I officially send off our goodbyes without sharing the famous quote of the day of Cafecito con Estrellita? Now, here it goes. Never stop doing your best just because someone doesn't give you the credit. Now let that sink in and just never stop shining like las estrellistas que ustedes son. Let me say that again because as much as I love my Spanish roots and everything, I will say my Spanish, like you can tell that Spanish is my second language. So one more time, just don't, don't stop being las estrellitas que son. Don't let anyone bring down your light. And just, if you feel that something is right in your heart and it is good and you are putting good work into it, in the long run, you will receive, in a way, one way or the other, the positive feedback that is meant to be yours. All right, everyone. This is the official goodbye now. And, well, now I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.